Today on Annenberg Radio News. There are people who mentors who help you reach your goals. Pregnant teens get support from a USC mentoring program. Good afternoon and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Tuesday, March 11, 2008. I'm Laura Weber. A suspect is under arrest in the shooting of local high school football player Jameel Shaw. As Stephanie Meisenheimer reports, police say the suspect is a member of a notorious local gang. 19-year-old Pedro Espinoza was arrested Friday, but police did not announce the arrest until today. Espinoza appeared in court this afternoon for his scheduled arraignment, but asked the judge to postpone the hearing until he is assigned a public defender. Espinoza is charged with the murder of Jameel Shaw, and he could face the death penalty because it was a gang-related killing. Police say Espinoza and another gang member approached Shaw just yards from his home the night of March 2nd. They asked Shaw the name of his gang and then shot him. But authorities say Shaw, a Los Angeles high school football player, was not in a gang, and Mayor Villaraigosa has called the shooting an act of wanton gun violence. The Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office says Espinoza is a member of the 18th Street Gang, one of the largest gangs in the country. Espinoza's arraignment was rescheduled for March 25th. Stephanie Meisenheimer, Annenberg Radio News. Mayor Villaraigosa and Police Chief Bratton are scheduled to hold a news conference in a short while to announce more details of the arrest. Earlier today, the mayor attended the funeral of Jamil Shaw at the West Los Angeles Church of God. Shaw was a star football player at Los Angeles High School. His football coach and teammates were dressed in their white and blue football jerseys, and many of the mourners were also wearing the school's colors. Shaw's father said he's committed to fighting gang violence in his son's memory. My struggle will always, you know, will always keep going until I die. My struggle will always, you know, will... Shaw's murder was part of a spike in recent gang-related shootings. Two alleged gang members pleaded not guilty today to two counts of murder. Prosecutors say the men killed a man, a former gang member, in Glacelle Park last month. Jose Angel Gomez and Rafael Corillo are also suspected in the death of another gang member who was killed in a police shootout following the original attack. The two men could face the death penalty. A Long Beach Elementary School is in lockdown after a man was shot near the building. Police say it is a gang-related attack. The shooting happened around 11 this morning across from Thomas Starr King Elementary School, and the victim was taken to a hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, according to officials. They are also looking for a possible second victim. Mayor Antonio Villaraigosa is making good on his pledge to boost the ranks of LAPD. Tim Beckworth reports. The mayor said at a news conference this morning that the city will soon meet its target of over 10,000 police officers. After speaking to the media, the mayor left to go to the funeral of Jamil Shaw, the high school football player murdered by gang members last week. I'm going to grow this police department because Jamil Shaw's family and the families of people in South L.A. and Harbor Gateway uh, expect that uh, we do that. Los Angeles is home to 15 gang fiefdoms, but has less police officers per person than other large cities. Only 2.3 police officers per 1,000 people. Councilmember Bill Rosendahl says that to train more recruits faster, the city will have to either find new sources of revenue or make budget cuts. True, we have a budget crisis, but we need new revenue streams. I've said 
Gold in the gutter, folks, are the parking meters from 25 cents to a buck. That's $100 million. The mayor did not say how he would find the money, but insisted that to keep people safe, the LAPD must train new recruits, and he will make sure that happens. This is Timothy Beckworth reporting. Looking to the weather, a warm day will end this evening in the mid-50s. Fog will move in tonight and linger tomorrow morning, but skies will clear to temperatures in the mid-70s for both tomorrow and Thursday. Later on Annenberg Radio News, one law expert and justice advocate looks at the challenges of eyewitness testimony. Being a teenager in today's world is tough. Imagine being a pregnant teenager. For a group of girls in Watts, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Kiara Kanzi reports. My name is Violet and I'm 14 years old and I have a baby, a baby boy. His name is Damien. Violet is sitting in a crowded classroom at Thomas Riley High School. Here, her story is not out of the ordinary. She's one of the 228 girls attending Riley High. In Watts, the high school is a safe haven for pregnant teenagers. They can attend school while attending to their pregnancy. When I found out I was pregnant, I was kind of scared, but at the same time I was happy because, I mean, I was going to have a baby. Like every other teenager, Violet is taking English, history, math, but she's also enrolled in parenting class. The Tigers, so-called after the school mascot, are closely monitored by teachers and physicians while in school. Barbara Minton is an English teacher at Raleigh High. She's a favorite among the students. One of the things that I, I started doing a few years ago was having the students write their life stories. And that was wonderful, not only for them to have a chance to step back and process and also learn effective ways to use their writing skills, but also just to think about where have they been, how did they get here. She says that for these girls, having a purpose in life is the only way toward a successful future. I have students who are, who are the victims of rape. I have students who are the victims of sexual abuse as children. I have students who are married. It's not a particular kind of girl. It's not a particular circumstance. So you really have to take each child separately. And that's the reason why she's so proud of YEP, Youth Exploring Passion, of which is a co-founder. YEP is a student-run program from USC and is geared toward mentoring the high schoolers through their pregnancy and beyond. Every semester, the Tigers get one-on-one -on -one time with a USC student. Every Friday and once a week after school, the girls enjoy a struggle-free afternoon. Miss Minton says the program has helped her girls to focus their attention on school and on the future. Well, YEP was just uh, and is a miracle to me. It's giving my children, my I call them my children, my students, access to a world that they have every right to be part of, but they don't always have the opportunity to explore. Watts is notorious for its crime and poverty. Many of the girls were abused and forced into violent relationships. According to Planned Parenthood, 97 out of every 1,000 women between the ages of 15 and 19 become pregnant. 78% of these pregnancies are unintended. But the program is a huge success among the Tigers. Hiseli is 17 and her daughter, Crystal Michelle, is four months. She sits on her mom's lap and smiles. You get to hang out with college girls and you guys go out. And there are people who mentors who help you reach your goals. 
which any girls are. Um, getting out of high, um, getting my high school diploma and going to college for medical assistant. Violet concurs. She too has a new defined goal for the future. Yep, it helped me a lot. Look for goals and try to achieve something in my life. And um, I want to finish high school, get my high school diploma. I want to go to college and um, study for criminal justice. More than 50% of Tigers that are currently enrolled in YEP will graduate high school, go to college, and fulfill their dreams of becoming successful women. Both Violet and Iseli are well on their way to graduate from high school, and Mrs. Minton says they'll be just fine. Kiara Kansi, Annenberg Radio News. Now back to our top story. A 19-year-old man is in custody in connection with the death of a Los Angeles high school football player. Police say Pedro Espinoza is a member of the 18th Street Gang. News of the arrest came as family, friends, and local leaders gathered for the funeral of Jamil Shaw. Sonata Lee reports. Mourners gathered today at the West Angeles Church of God in Christ in the Crenshaw District for the funeral of Jamil Shaw, Jr., among those attending were Shaw's teammates on the L.A. high school football team. The players wore their blue and white football jerseys, and many of the other mourners wore the school colors to honor Shaw. L.A. high's football coach, Hardy Williams, spoke with fondness of his star player. There was none better. He was our best player. He was our spirit. He was the soul of our football team. And that's without the slightest bit of exaggeration. The 17-year-old was shot and killed by two Latino gang members March 2nd, just steps from his home in Arlington Heights. His father, Jamil Shaw Sr., called on the community to take a stand against gang violence. This, this is bigger than my son, you know, this is bigger than all of us. And this is gonna be, this is our chance to make a difference. You know, this is our chance to you know, to make his life mean something and everybody after, before him. Mayor Villaraigosa called on mourners to use forgiveness and redemption to create change on city streets. It's time to answer the call to forgive them, for they know not what they do with our own action, to carry redemption from this cathedral to our city streets, to commit to turning around the lives of our youth succumbing to gangs and guns and violence that you expect to see. Shaw's killing is one of a number of gang-related killings in recent weeks. Mary Russell says she's concerned for the safety of her grandchildren. I'm so afraid for them because, like I said, no matter what neighborhood you live in, you can't escape the violence. A representative of Maxine Waters Los Angeles Congresswoman says that she will read a record of Jamil Shaw's history and achievements into the congressional record. Sonata Lee, Annenberg Radio News. Willie Earl Green will return to court next week. Yesterday, a judge threw out Green's conviction in the murder of a woman at a South Los Angeles crack house in 1983. Green was sentenced to 33 years in prison. He spent the past 25 years insisting he did not commit the murder. And now a key witness in the case has recanted his testimony. Prosecutors must decide whether to appeal the judge's decision, retry Green, or set him free. 
I spoke today to Michael Brennan, a law professor at USC and co-director of the Post-Conviction Justice Project. He says cases like Green's are hard to defend. It's difficult to, to uh, prove those cases, so it's unusual for people to be um, released or, or even have their convictions set aside uh, on, on that type of uh, uh, an issue. With the case about Willie Green, what do you know about it? Uh, basically just what I read in the paper this morning. Uh, but I can, I, I can tell from the information in the article uh, basically, you know, what happened in, in his case uh, just because of my familiarity with the process. When there's an eyewitness that comes back and says, you know, no, I didn't, you know, I didn't testify accurately, I, I lied, how, how strong of a case is that then for the, the wrongly convicted? Unfortunately, in most situations, uh, that's not enough. Um, if a single witness who was even an important eyewitness recants their prior testimony, uh, that in and of itself is usually not enough to have a court uh, set aside a conviction. Do you think the uh, reliance of eyewitnesses is a problem in the in the judicial system, or, or uh, how big of an issue is that? It's a huge problem. Uh, eyewitness identification testimony is the most unreliable testimony that is uh, presented in court on a regular basis. Eyewitnesses, uh, uh, while they, for the most part, are attempting to testify truthfully, uh, can be influenced in lots of ways uh, as a result of the investigation. Um, and they can just be flat out wrong. Uh, be, you know, they, they are making an, an identification in usually a highly stressful situation that they don't anticipate. Um, and as a result of that stress and the situation that they're in as uh, an uninvolved third-party eyewitness, um, you know, what they think they see is often, you know, not in fact what happened. Professor Brennan, thank you. Sure. Now we check in with Kelly Fisher to find out what's coming up on Annenberg TV News at 6 p.m. on Trojan Vision. Tonight we'll be looking at the national gas prices. They're at an all-time high, hitting $3.23. We'll have some tips on how you can save money and gas. Thanks, Kelly. That wraps it up for today. For all of us here at Annenberg Radio News, I'm Laura Weber.